Captain Burnham. I demand that the prisoners be held in the brig. We will not share space with them. Under what authority are you making these demands? I am a sovereign magistrate of, of a colony that no longer exists. These people are now under Federation protection. And they're subject to Federation law. But as I... are you. As long as you are on this vessel. I need to remind you that wherever you find a new home, you'll be arriving as a refugee seeking shelter and grace. I hope you find a more just society than the one you had a hand in creating. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have a ship to command. Welcome, everybody, to Deep Space Pride, a gay Star Trek podcast. My name is Mike. I am one of your hosts, and with me is my co-host, Johnson. How you hey, doing, nice Johnson? Oh, hi. I'm good. You sound like you have a lot of energy today, though. It's like, I can't, I can't keep up. I mean, you know, when your dog actually poops normal and eats normal, and you don't have to take him to the vet and spend another $1,000 on him... <laughs> Uh, I'm excited about this. Oh my god! So much and, and yes, it is. Uh, yeah, no, it's been a good, good day with the dog, and uh, but there's also like so much crap going on, you know, with with COVID and everything. It's just crazy right now. So I know it's a lot right now. All my friends are nervous, including you. Yes, I am nervous. I mean, yeah. it's uh, this is the most nervous I've been in a while. I mean, it's pretty rampant here in New York. It's pretty bad. City. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, yeah, I, I definitely know quite a few folks that either gotten exposed or they are currently positive for COVID. So, yeah, I mean, more so than we knew before. So, yeah. Um, but it also makes me rethink, like, uh, we said we were having people over for New Year's Eve. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Do we still do that? That's right. Um, you know, all of these things that you, yeah, now I feel like we're, like, back, we're back in time to when. Like, 2020, uh, mid-2020. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're, you know, there isn't an official lockdown, but I feel like, you know, the Smarter people are kind of locking down a little bit. Well, a few Broadway shows have kind of either closed temporarily or shut down. Yeah, the Rockets canceled the rest of their shows. Right. Yeah. Which was huge. Um, so yeah, uh, you yeah, know, there had a couple few shutdowns like Moulin Rouge shut down. I don't think it's not permanently, but temporarily, and they're right. because of breakthrough cases. Yeah. yeah, and the yeah. cast. Yeah, they took like a, a few of the Broadway shows took a day off last week, either Wednesday or Thursday. And we're like, I think because they had some people who who uh, tested positive in the cast. And so I think they probably had to do some role switching around so right. that 
and a lot probably a lot of COVID tests across the board. Yeah. No. It's so yeah, it's just a crazy world we're living in right now. So yes, I I guess I'm a little excitable and um. Yeah, and also we haven't chatted and we haven't chatted a lot. I mean, we've. What do I you mean? mean? We have, you and I. Well, we have, but we haven't talked. So before we were recording, everybody, we were, we started talking about some of the off-topic stuff that we're yes. we're watching, and so uh, one of the things that came up was The Witcher, which you yes, have not started yet. No, I'm waiting for a friend. Because he wanted to binge it with me. And I was like, okay, so we are starting next Monday at 10 a.m. And we're going to binge the whole season in one day. Wow, okay. That's the plan. Yeah, yeah. that's a good plan. I mean, I will uh... be delirious <laughs> by the end. But I'm like, sure. I mean, I was like, oh, yeah, it's doable. It's eight episodes. I can do this. You know, I, honestly, I've like, I've done probably six hours straight on the couch without getting up to pee wow well you might have i mean the witcher is that good so you asked me before we start recording and i didn't answer but Mm -hmm. this season the second season is not as confusing as the first season yes the first season i liked it i mean i kind of okay you know what the first season the witcher i liked it and while it was confusing i was kind of almost proud of myself when i kind of figured out that we were like the, the time jumping because they they did not give you yeah. many contest clues right like that it was like episode no, they four or five it was like oh we're like going through time like it, like a, at an accelerated pace you know yeah and i didn't realize that like that gerald and yennefer's stories were like you know that they're that they have extended lives right that whatever they right, live for yeah. a long time however you want to call it yeah so time is different, but again, the lack of context clues. And I was like, so proud of myself. I figured it out. Well, so, <laughs> so I just re more confusing than necessary. Yeah, no, I, so I rewatched the Witcher in the last week and a half or so the first season. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I didn't really, I had forgotten that part. Oh, okay. Because it's been a year since the last, the first series. So I had forgotten about the confusing timeline. And then I think it was episode four where I remembered because it's sort of like it started to clear up. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. This is all over the. Oh, you literally, literally like didn't even recall. Yeah, no, no, you know, yeah, exactly. I did not remember it, which is why I watched it again because I didn't want to start season two and not remember what happened in season one and i didn't know enough that you know some shows i'll watch the season finale mm-hmm. like i watched the expanse season finale before i of season five before i started watching season six mm-hmm. so i have some context and continuation i understand where the story's at the like expanse every- is so good it is it is i so really good. can't with that show it is so it is such a good show I'm so sad as the final season. It's yeah. like sometimes I like I need a moment. I I don't watch it right. Away. It's one of those shows I don't watch right away. Um, but I need to like mentally prepare myself for it because <laughs> sometimes it's like it it asks sometimes a lot. Like you really need to pay attention sometimes. Like there's a lot going on, but then it's also like it's either intense, like either action wise or emotionally. It's just like there's a lot sometimes. 
Right. And once in a while, I walk after I finish it. I was like, that was kind of draining. I mean, in a like uh, in a way that's like riveting, right? But I'm like, I'm, t- I'm actually tired. Um, so I like mentally prepare myself to watch the expanse. Yeah, and you have to wait week after week, so you you can't. It's not like with The Witcher where you know you can watch one or two, like we've watched right. one or two episodes at a time of season two. It is a lot more straightforward in season two. Good. So uh, time there isn't the time jumping. Uh, there's a lot of great, yeah. I, I can't wait till you finish it and yeah. we can talk yeah. about it. Uh, yes. But yeah, so there's the expanse. There's the so we're watching the season series two finale of The Witcher tonight. Okay. And then yeah, so that then that'll be over. And then gosh, I mean, there's Hawkeye, which you haven't started watching. I yet. haven't started watching it. Yeah, I guess I'll uh, watch it when I go home and see my mom. Yeah, that's probably good. Good show to watch um, then. And so there's that. And then not till the 29th. So a little over a week. Is it the 29th? Yeah, the 29th uh, is when the book of Boba Fett starts. Oh, my God. That's right. I just watched a minute preview. I think that was on people.com. Someone linked to it or whatever. And it's uh, it's interesting. And then I saw someone's like, oh, this is the big baddie of the season, oh. maybe. And I was like, shoot, you know. Ooh, I haven't read anything about it, so. Yeah, no. Uh, so I'm hope you know, whatever. I mean, I'm not disappointed if that is true. But, I, you know, I didn't even think of that as a possibility. Ooh. And then I'm staunchly avoiding Spider-Man No Way Home spoilers so are you waiting until it's on disney plus no i don't think i'll wait that long but it may you know maybe over the holidays if all you know fall as well maybe you know if i do in fact to go up to massachusetts to see my family maybe i'll take the kids to see spider-man that's always i've fun. heard good things so i've heard a lot of good things yeah um you know a lot of rave reviews about this and but i, I you know i have avoided you know the nerdist and other other um other outlets like that have like explainer mm-hmm. videos now of what did you miss in spider-way spider-man no way home and i'm right. like scrolling by nope 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 things that you don't Not, need right now right. yes right. uh which it's only been out less than a week and they're doing these videos it's so annoying yeah um so i you know there are you gotta get the clicks i i guess yeah yeah the clicks uh they're gonna get the finger if i am spoiled Uh, but yeah so a lot going on outside of star trek and we still have new star trek to talk about we do yes (laughs) but we were also kind of like what was this episode about again it took us a minute to i mean i i now kind of remember what this episode was about do you do you remember now yeah 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 have you collected your thoughts I mean, I, you know, our thoughts will generate out of our discussion about parts <laughs> of it. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's hard. You know, it's hard with so much TV going on, but also, you know, life is busy right now. So, yes. uh, oh you know, I don't, after I've watched it, I don't, I'm not going back and watching it again because it, I have other things to watch now. Right. Yeah. Whereas before it was sort of, like during the fall, it was almost a dry spell where all we had was Star Trek. Right. Uh, maybe no, one. There's or... a lot right now. Yeah. Um, but. So. I... Yeah, I mean, Star Trek, 
we'll get to this episode. Yeah, I mean, should we? Should we? I mean, we've we've done a uh, almost an off-topic segment at this point. So why don't we jump into actual Star Trek talk and talk about this week's episode, episode five, uh, the examples. Sure, let's do it. So how'd it go today? Uh, refugees are turning in for the night. Resettlement begins tomorrow. How was your day? Oh, uh, crazy. We learned a lot. Although not as much as we could have. And um, Tarka is a genius, no question. But um, he scares me, too. He is so single-minded about his work. He cares about literally nothing else. Mm. Actually feels a little familiar. How are you feeling? Fine. That was an avoiding fine, not a real fine. Your eyes are the tell. Really? You look down every time. Kovic told me I'm wearing myself out. He's right. Said I'm using work as a crutch. And that I need to take a break. Maybe that's why I fell in love with you. We have the same pathology. <laughs> Making you either a total narcissist or a glutton for punishment. Little column A, little column B. Look at us. We jumped a thousand years into the future. We helped solve the burn. And we can't figure our own shit out. <laughs> so, Johnson... What did you think about this episode overall? So I think um, what we should do is because instead of me kind of talking about the entire episode, then you talk yes. about the entire episode. Why don't we break it up and then we can each kind of talk like about. Yeah, sure. Episode. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. So why don't we talk about the, I guess, would be the A plot. Well, actually, I'm not sure what terms of the A plot. Is it is the A plot like Michael and Book? Like, I guess so. It's the one. I guess so, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a, be, I mean, the episode title is named after their mission. So why don't we talk about yes. Michael and Book's mission to save, what are they called? <laughs> Sorry? I mean, they're called the examples, the actually. Examples. Yeah, right. so they're, they're the title. And then we can right. talk about the DMA piece. Yes, so that's the only reason why I'm saying that's A plot is because yeah. the, the episode title is actually named after them. Is there a C plot um, this week or not? I, yeah, no, there is. It's uh, it's a plot with um, Culber. Oh, yes, yes, and David yes, Cronenberg. So that'll be C plot. So we can yeah, do okay. we can do that one. We can save that one to the end. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So why don't you tell me your thoughts on yeah, yeah. The, the examples part yes. of yes, this yes, episode? Yes. Um. It was, you know, I, okay. I thought that this was okay. It was fine. It was very, it felt very Star Trek tropey to me um, where it's like, there's like kind of like prime directive. Like, do we interfere kind of like, there's like some sort of like issue with justice. Um, and then I'll be honest, the main dude the example of the examples that we kind of focus on 
you know, the, okay, so this is my issue. <laughs> this is my issue. One of my issues with Discovery. So there's like a lot of overwrought emotion um, sometimes in Discovery. And in this case, there was like a lot of feelings and a lot of tearing up. And look, I, I know I talk about how there's like crying on, on Star Trek. And I complain about it a lot. I'm fine with crying or tearing up if I feel that it's justified. But sometimes I feel Discovery does it because they want you to feel, they are telling you how to feel about certain things. And the the issue is, okay, so I don't remember his name. It's, it's like inconsequential because we're never gonna see him again, but the mean dude, like he tells his whole background, his story. I know he the actor's someone, name, but I don't, I don't know, know who his character is. someone, he, you know, he's um, repentant about it. And he tells his whole sob story, which I didn't even think was that original or unique. And then Michael like needs to like give the sphere or whatever to the daughter. It was just like this whole like, it was like this whole thing. And there was like so much feeling and like Michael's like, you know, all like, you know, it's overwrought. It's like overwrought with emotion. But I just felt that it was very like superficial. I, I didn't really like make, I, you know, I never really felt any sort of emotional connection to this guy. Um, Book, I can understand. Book's frustration with not being able to save everyone. I can actually understand that because we have we actually followed that journey this season. Right. Um, but the Michael thing, Michael's like, you know, really like sad. And the bridge crew who has no context of who this guy is and he and they're hearing his confession. They're like, okay, who is this guy? He's over, you know, he's telling us his story of the calm. Like, okay, no context, right? Um, and then another piece of this is Reese. Um, yeah, okay, that was, <laughs> that was also like, it was so like shoehorned in, like his, I don't know if you felt, if you felt this way, it was like, oh, by the way, my family, you know, my, my family died during like a hurricane. I was like, what, where, where is this like coming from? It was just all like random. And he was like, thank you for letting me do something. I'm like, that's the story of the season. It's like, thank you for letting me do something. You know, let me, thank you for having someone else who has Michael do something. And the thing is, we don't even see Reese do anything. He's just like, it all happens off camera. We don't even see a glimpse of him, like saving the rest of the colonists of what or whatever. Like he literally pops in his hologram, he pops out. And then I think the end over like audio, he's like, good job. Like, you know, they're good job or whatever. It's just like, I don't know. It you know, this was the A plot, but it was the weakest out of three in my mind. It was just like, there are things happening. There are things happening, but I I didn't connect with it emotionally at all. It was just like it was literally things happening, and I was I felt that the show was trying to manipulate my feelings. That's when I get really complainy, and um, that's when I start to bitch about the crying because I'm just like I don't feel anything that you're trying to make me feel. You know, it's just like it's just like all these emotions that I'm not feeling and it's not working, you know? So, so things happened. We saw the DMA cause like destruction again. Obviously um, you had this plot line. They saved, they saved the, the survivors or I don't remember what they called, um, you know, whatever. It was fine. What did you think? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I, I felt like. I obviously struggled with this plot line, but. 
I would like to hear what you yeah, think. Yeah, you, you know, it's funny. Like, I know that this is the whole point of the story, or this is the main arc, or this is the main, this is the title of the episode. And, it is. you know, I didn't, um, so a couple of things come to mind. You know, I, yes, I, I agree with most of your points, actually. Um, wow. I do. I mean, I think I'm actually kind of exhausted with the whole battle between saving everyone and struggling with that like so this time around book wants to save everyone usually it's burnham right uh she does want to save everyone but she listens to uh this one character's i all i know is it was played by michael gray eyes and he does have he does have some gravitas as an actor and uh, you know, I've seen some posts online about yes, how it's he nice. has presence. He has I, presence. I, yes, he has presence. Yeah, I, I do. Agree. Um, yeah, I think that it's I think this episode, honestly, and this particular part of the story suffered from COVID filming. Like, huh? I think I think that this is this is an episode where I think you're right. I think it would have been great to have the, the a storyline be resaving people from you know uh, and, and, and learning learning that piece of it and then maybe even reese finding these examples and, and struggling with this and having to you know rather than michael and book you know i i, yeah. I understand that michael is this lead of the show and all of this and i know that book is you know you know they're together and that's you know two for one deal for for that uh, but I, you know, it would have been interesting to see Reese doing some, you know, saving of large groups and organizing people and having some sort of internal struggle with the prime minister or whatever he was of this colony. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also having the, the whole discussion around refugees, which is essentially what this story is also very softly touching upon is the idea of refugees. Oh, uh, I didn't even make that connection. Okay. So at least to me, that's that's where, you know, that's where I see it going. And because um, because I think that one of the important speeches or one of the important scenes is between whatever this character, the, the leader of this group, this colony and Michael have on the bridge after after she's saved four or five of the examples and not that one, the, the one character, but uh and how she reminds him that he's no longer the leader. He's actually a refugee like the rest of his people. And uh, so I, I know, see that th- they're no longer, you know, there's no longer a home world for them or a home colony. They are now dependent upon the Federation for placement somewhere else. And uh, so that for me, that coupled with Reese's storyline would have been really interesting to me. Mm-hmm. It also would have been nice if that were the main and maybe the only storyline and seen that through, like, dug a little deeper and put some more, more, you know, I don't know what the word is that I'm looking for, uh, more meat to the bones of that piece of the story. Right. And, right. And, and, oh, you know what's and, funny? When um, we started telling his, like, sob story of a background, I was like, oh, my God, is he going to die in this episode? Like, because we never I thought so, get too. Enough. Yes, I really thought. I was like, oh, my God, he's going to die. <laughs> like, yes, I know. Anytime we learn something so new about the 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 supporting bridge crew, which he was the only one on the bridge other than the new Lieutenant Christopher. 
Yeah, I was um, like, where is everybody? That's a great question. I don't know. Yeah, there there were too. new. There was an alien in Owo's place, and uh, another character, another person in uh, in Detmer's place, and obviously we don't have Tilly right now. Uh, so, and it, this isn't this is an Adira and Gray kind of free episode, I think, for the most part, from what I recall. Uh, so. Yeah, so yeah, I think there was some opportunity here to really talk about being a refugee, surviving a disaster, uh, you know, and do it from Reese's standpoint. And, you know, thankfully it's not Reese's songs, you know, swan song, yeah. uh, you know, so that's good. But, uh, you know, I think that would have been much more interesting to me than the typical book Burnham discussions about saving everyone. Uh, you right, know, right. that it, that I get, we get it. We get it. Discovery. This is the, this is the theme. Yeah, what the DMA is only the part of the problem of this season. The real problem is that we can't save everyone. We all, we, as the audience know that the only persons that don't really know that are now book and Burnham, um, who are slightly on opposite sides of this, this time around. But mm-hmm. we, you know, I didn't need this episode to know that this is coming up uh this is coming up for uh you know that we're working on this uh this storyline this part of the storyline or this part of burnham's journey this season because we're yes we know that but you know that discovery oftentimes will belabor the point right it's not like the most subtle show you know i know yeah this is definitely an episode where i felt the belaboring of this uh, and I was like, can we just have a different conversation? Do we have to? I mean, this is now the the book and Burnham show in a lot of ways, uh, which is fine. You know, I I don't I I, I love Sinequa Martin Green. I I think David Ajala is great. Don't get me wrong. Oh, I think you know that- what though? I actually all right. The one thing that I forgot to mention because only because you said that. Yeah. I. This episode also made me feel that Sneekwa is not a good actress. And she always has the same way. I don't know if you noticed this, but it really is. It, it's something that I like notice, and I'm like, this is her dramatic acting method. And it actually really has started to irk me. She, she dramatic whispers a lot. Have you noticed this? I have not. I'll have to pay attention. You to this have to pay attention. More. It's like, there's in a room and then she's like whispering but strongly whispering yeah yeah and she has this way of and this is her way of being emphatic and dramatic and i'm like that's not good acting like i'm sorry like that's not just because you're whispering doesn't make it more dramatic um so right. it made me feel that she's actually not that good at actress i think that she's the thing is, Suniko is like, she's not, and I don't know, it was like, I don't, haven't seen her other work, so I don't, I can't really judge, like, you know, or I don't have enough of a sample size. All I, all I have is discovery. So I don't know if it's the way that she's written or the way that Suniko is acting. Um, if I knew more of her roles, I'll be able to, like, you know, I, I'll be able to, like, at least be able to say, like, oh, she has range, you know? But she, she's not the most subtle actress, and I feel that she has limited range. Like, it's always, like, very dramatic. So I, 
don't know. I mean, she's good at crying. I I, th- I think I think she's I think she's written this way too often, uh, more so. I mean, than... Yeah, I can't tell if it's a writing or like literally like. I feel like it's the writing. I I feel like it's the writing because looking back at last week's episode, I thought she was written really well. So uh, I'm telling and... you though, next time. Yeah, we'll no, I, I think I, I think I understand we'll what you're saying. Yeah, I think, you know, when, yeah, it's sort of like the, you know, when they're sort of having, it's sort of like when the parents go off and talk, but they're, they're yelling at each other, but they're not yelling at each other because they're trying to be quiet, but yes, everyone yes, still hears exactly. them. Yes, yes, yes. I, I get that. Yeah, so I, I know what you're talking about. I think, I, I also think that the back and forth between them, is a little bit overused like it's you know we we saw it in episode one you know we've probably seen it what between the back and forth between sorry, book between. and between book and burnham like this kind of constant like just just uh banter between them about previous adventures or this is how you're going to do it this way or, or you know referring to other adventures that they've had together i you know i just think it's you know i i want more from the rest of the crew like i want like the stuff with reese would have been really great to dig into sort of like you know we're, we're just getting these dribs and drabs like uh you know um not lieutenant christopher but who's um who's normally at that station at communications like i can only think of his actor name ronnie Rowe jr but um i can't think of his character's name at the moment but um, you know, he came and, and helped out in that first episode and told about riding the waves, right? Oh, yeah. And, um, shoot, I don't remember his name. Yeah, so I can't think of his name at the moment. But Oh, my God! Uh, what is it? We talked about it last time, too. Oh, man. Ugh. I, you know, but this is, so this is the problem, right? This isn't, this isn't like, they aren't doing this like the original series where you're kind of seeing, uh, you know, seeing other characters and you get to know them and like you know i don't know like this is another this is my this is my my diatribe from our last podcast episode i'm like it's too much michael burnham like i can't yeah michael burnham cannot be the center of the center of the universe like constantly i mean like yeah i think this would have been a great example of you know where she holds back and reese does the work of this episode that would have been a great episode and you know, throw in throw in another character, either even Lieutenant Christopher or the, you know, the guy that we can't think of his name right oh now, um, or you know, Owo or Detmer, any one of those. Like, why couldn't two of them, you know, do this part of the episode? I get it; it's Discovery, it's the Michael Burnham show. I understand, but I just think that, you know, this, you know, I would like to see some variety and. I would we, you love know, to see some variety. You know, Reese looked it. great in his uniform. You know, I saw some tweets back and forth. You know, Wilson Cruz is calling out how good he looked in his uniform. I mean, you know, Aww. Patrick is, uh, you know, is a good looking guy, you know, so um, yeah, I would I would lie. I want to see I want to see more of them. And, you know, I think that it just felt really odd this week that we see a little bit of Reese but no one else uh, of the bridge crew, they're all missing, except for this new Lieutenant Christopher, who maybe opened a hailing frequency or, you know, whatever, like, uh, 
So yeah, I, I, know, yeah I just... it's like in the little that we got of Reese's didn't really feel, it didn't just feel very natural to me because yeah. it just lacked the larger emotional context. Like yes. he literally just kind of popped in and popped out. Like it was just like, okay, bye. Right. And, and, it, and, like, it's, and it's character detail by exposition instead of situation. Yes. You know, so yes. that's, that's also, good. that also happened. Yeah. That also happened with the aforementioned character. We cannot think of his name, but yeah, it's like telling us the story versus telling, us seeing the story. Yes. Yes. You know, it's like, like, this happened to me. I'm like, great, great. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, you know, I think that there's, I, you know, I, I really, I really applauded the writing last week. This week I felt like was back to like lazy writing, like, you know, Late, and I say late, I mean, I, you know, writing an episode is not an easy thing and, and I'm not trying to de- demean the, the writer, but I'm just saying we, we fall back on some tropes here that could have been ex- approached differently. Like, I actually think that, you know, instead of the story of the examples being the main point of the story, I think we have an opportunity here to talk about refugees. Uh, I think that would have been, a you know, we we have a character, Reese, who you know, whose parents died in a, in a hurricane on, on, on I'm assuming on earth. Uh, but again, we, I, I would have to rewatch that scene to see if he even let those details out. But I think it would have been much more interesting to have some, some more, you know, situational exposition of, of the rest of our bridge crews background and characters. So, um, you know, it, and and you you knew which way this was going. You could tell that you know again, it's the the push and pull against the Federation and where were why they weren't there and why they're taking an interest now. And mm-hmm. you know, Michael Burnham being the guardian of the ideals of the Federation and um, I roll. Uh, you know, so it's just uh, yeah, it's 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 kind of formulaic. Even for Discovery, this is this isn't even copying Star Trek previous iterations of Star Trek. This is copying previous episodes of Discovery. So, right? Uh, you know, it's not even. No, it didn't break any new ground. I mean, I think we can both. No, agree. I think like, it was just you know. So yeah, you know, we have so much more of this story to talk about. Let's, you know, I think we've, for the most part, beat this a plot line to death, which is totally fine. Um, but let's let's move into the B plot line because I have some definite thoughts on this. Ooh, okay. Um, but uh, the Stamets DMA, Ruan Tarka. Yes. Uh, what I would like to call the galaxy's asshole, um, and, and Saru. Some interesting, you know, yeah. some interesting Saru things happen here too. Uh, again, I, I, you know. Do you mind if I talk about this? Because of course, I, you go ahead. I, this time. I I really did not like Ruan Taka at all. I don't think I don't, he was I, meant to be likable. No, I know. I don't think I like the actor either. I think oh, okay. he. I think he plays these types of characters, and I just hate it. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't I, think I, I hate it as much as you did. Oh no, I really no. hate it. Like he was. Yeah, he was. You know, the best part about these scenes was Jet Reno, to be honest. You know, I love Jet Reno. You know, give me a little sarcasm and banter with her and Uh and Stamets, and I'll take that. But having this asshole 
involved in this uh, and comes out of the gate being an asshole. Like, really? But I think that he is very much supposed to be a mirror to Stamets, you know, like, because even sure. when we get Stamets in episode two slash three of Discovery, right off the bat, he's in your face, he's aggressive, he's defensive about his yeah, work. Like, right. it's the same, it's the same. He's the same person. Like, yeah, and that's yeah, why they I get along. <laughs> like, that's the problem. You and, know? and, you know, they do talk the about he and Culver do, you know, Stamets and Culver do have like a great scene later at the end mm-hmm. where they talk through it. But, but I, you know, I just, again, it's, yeah, I, I guess that that's the whole point of it. But I, you know, uh, I don't know. I, I just don't like the whole idea. I don't like this in life. I, and I definitely don't like to see it in television where someone comes <laughs> in and is just an asshole to everyone around them and disrespects them to their face. Like, I'd be like, you know what? Let's just beam this asshole off into space and move on. Like, I don't need, you know, you don't come onto a ship and like start. I don't care who the fuck you are. Like Mm. you start off like that. Oh, your work is, is pretty good, but it can be approved upon. Like, fuck you get off the ship. Like just beam him into space, please. Um, And, you know, Saru here really kind of let him rule the roost and, you know, the great, you know, the only thing that Suru really did is sort of put some boundaries on it. And then, you know, they pushed, you know, Stamets was pleading to Saru to allow it to go further and further and further until finally he, you know, had to kill it. But, you know, I also felt like this wasn't our typical Saru who was kind of like took a back seat to this, to this mm-hmm. guy and, you know, um, and, and let him bought, you know, and then the screaming, what was, what was the screaming about? Like, I don't know. Like if, if Saru is going to scream like that, like I want someone to fly across the room. I, you know, I want, like, I want some, you know, the mirror universe where he throws someone up against the ceiling. Like he did, um, in that, in Giorgio's adventure, last Terra adventure, firma. Terra firma. Thank you. Um, you know, I want to see that kind of screaming and, you know, things, but them randomly screaming at each other, like for what, what purpose was that? You know, it was just like, yeah, how does it feel to let go or something, whatever. Stupid. I, it was absolutely stupid. So, you know, you know, and this guy also, you know, knows who's behind this. Like I am convinced right. we get like, yes. We so get the other thing too, is yeah. like, we've had this big scientific mystery that is now no longer a scientific mystery. Shocker really, Not because shocker. you can't, we talked about this back in episode one. We were like, it's probably like something or episode two rather. Is yeah. Like some sort of yeah. artificial. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Because you can't have a big baddie that is a scientific thing that is inexplicable. Um, so there's some obviously someone or something behind this, which, yes, we get it. We we figured that out. Thank you for bringing us five episodes in and saying that. But then, you know, to drag it out and be dramatic, we're not going to, you know, he's not going to tell us who it is, who he thinks it is yet. Because, you know, so I don't know. Uh, that part of the episode just exhausted me. Other than seeing wow. Jet Reno, I, I just don't like like I don't like that kind of conflict for conflict's sake. Oh, that's what it was. It was just it was peacocking. It was it was just 
you know, bullying. There was some bully. You know what I think it really is? This, this guy is a bully. Yes, and yes. I think that is what's triggering for me is I fucking hate bullies, obviously. Uh-huh. Having grown up and, and ha- experienced bullying. But, you know, I just don't understand how we can have bullying in Star Trek that isn't called out as bullying right away. Like, you're going to come on my ship and be a bully? I'm going to beam you into space and say goodbye and not lose a moment's of sleep about that. Um, so I think that I just don't like this whole aspect of bullying, even for someone super intelligent and knows what the fuck's going on and mm-hmm. doesn't want to tell anybody, uh, all because he wants to write a paper or have some institute named after him or some, you know, whatever his ultimate goal is, or he admires these people who are doing this and wants to join them. Like maybe he Ruan Tarka is going to be the big, big bad, bad guy of this season. I don't know, but I just, I, I think I, talking it through now, I hate a bully. I think he should be airlocked. Okay. Fuck him. And I'm mad at Saru for not dealing with this. Okay. Wow. I'm gonna, okay. I, I'm going to step off my soapbox for a minute and let you say a few words about wow. this. Wow. No, you have some very strong feelings. Um, you know, I don't like bullies either. That's why when we were watching Prodigy and we were both kind of hating on Dow, like, you know, there was, he, you know, he had certain aspects of being a bully. Um, I didn't really mind this guy. Like, he was obviously, a, yes, he was annoying. But that's the character. So I was kind of like, all right, whatever. Like, you know, he's just like a guest star. And he's just like, he's the the type that kind of rubs everyone the wrong way. And like, we've gotten this throughout Star Trek. And this is not the first kind of like, you know, like mad science-y type that knows too much and like feels like he knows more than anyone else. Like, this is definitely something that we've gotten throughout like all of Star Trek. Um, So... It didn't really bother me as much. I I actually didn't mind the storyline because we got to find out a little more about the DMA. Um, obviously, when we first intro, when we first are intro, intro to the episode, you have the USS Janeway and the USS Tapau. I love my little Easter eggs um, coming to the anomaly and then it vanishes and then you find out that it reappears like a thousand light years away. So this addresses my is this anomaly that big of a threat question? Because if you recall two hours ago, I was like, well, it doesn't travel faster than light, then it's actually really not much of a threat. And now it, you know, now apparently it can travel through space um, and reappear like very far away. So that makes it more of a threat. Um, I, yes, I was finally like, oh my God, they finally come to the realization that this is like not, this is not natural. It's like, you know, artificial. Uh, okay all right we finally got there um yeah uh and then what else what else what else about this plot line there was something else i i do not remember um oh so yeah i mean the the one thing that i did like because i feel like we've only seen so many risians in our time with star trek is that i was like oh hey it's it's a risian that's like not Vanessa Williams or something that we got in DS9. Like, because I immediately recognized like his little, you know, head thing um, in 
TNG and DS9, I think it's actually like a token or something. But in this case, it almost looks like a tattoo or a birthmark. So I was like, oh, but it's like right, it's like this shoot uh this horseshoe kind of design. I was like, it's very recognizable. So I immediately knew that he was a Ryzen, which I really liked. Um, because again, we haven't gotten many Ryzeans outside of like, you know, Vanessa Williams, I guess. Um, so I kind of like that because uh, you know, it's kind of like throwback. And yeah, I mean, I didn't mind his interactions with Stamets and Saru. I didn't, I, I did notice that Saru was, yes, Saru was kind of letting things happen. Um, I did have the larger question as to why is this experiment happening on a starship during a rescue mission? Like this can easily be happening on a science station. It could be happening in space. Like, you know, there's no reason why it needs to happening now here. Um, and you risk like blowing up a starship. There's there's no reason for that. Um, they were just kind of doing that for obviously the sake of drama. But I was just like, it makes no reason. There's no reason why you should be running such a risky experiment on a starship during a rescue mission, like near the on a thousand near- year old starship too. Like it's not a you know there are newer ships like the Janeway or you I'm know sure, any of one of yes. these. They're, they're they have done this anywhere else like anywhere else like i don't know like uninhabited planet if you need like if you need a surface to work on like honestly like there was no reason why this should have been happening here um i don't really have much more to say about this plot i i didn't mind it i'm glad we found out a little bit more about the dma like we're getting it in drips and drabs that's fine but yes um his Rontarka's interaction with Book later on was interesting, but I'm not quite sure what we were supposed to get away from it. Obviously, we see the like the burn or the birthmark on the back of his his neck. Yeah, do you know what that's from yeah. or no? No, okay. yeah, I, I think that's just some sort of clue, but we don't know what it was. But then, but it, then I'm, isn't it then that scene that we that we realize that Tarka does know who this is probably who's doing this? No. I think that you're just, that wasn't explicitly said. Oh, okay. I mean, it, I think that that you might be. Well, he definitely, he definitely said that it wasn't the three species that they thought it was. Oh yeah. For I talk about that. That's right. I like that they named drop who the Metrons, Q and um, the, the caretaker species. What's it called? The, oh, I, the shit, the N help me. No, I have no idea. I can't think of it. Nacine, the Nacine. Thank you. Oh, the Nacine, yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you. I didn't look up anything. I just remember that all the time I had. Thank you very you, much. You have, a good, you have a good memory. You're like welcome. That. The Metrons, the Nacine, and the Q. So, and we got that interesting little drop that they have not apparently heard from the Q continuum in 600 years. So yes. that puts a time limit on how much more we can see of Q. I was like, what? Um, but I thought that was interesting. But anyway, going back to what I was saying, yes, we got, I don't remember the exact context of the conversation. It just seemed very like it was, no, it, it did not confirm or deny that Ron Tarka knows who did this. He only confirmed that this takes the energy that it would take to execute something like this would be like astronomical, essentially. Um, but he had that interesting conversation with Book 
of which the contents I do not remember. It was like, I, I think I he, that's where I think he he intimated that he knew it wasn't those three species and he had he has some idea of who it is or even knows who it is and and he was very like mysterious KG. about it cagey about it yes yeah. so but I'd have to go back and rewatch it to to know the exact language around it but that's you know that's where I get that from it wasn't from something else like I haven't really haven't really absorbed anything else. I haven't even had time to watch the the ready room about it. So, you know, I don't even, uh, I, I'm pretty sure it came from that conversation with book towards the end, but, but enough about the bully. Can we move on to our dear, <laughs> sure. dear, well, dear well, doctor? We haven't seen the last of him. So no, we know. Like, no, 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 yourself. Yes. Great. Thanks. Um, let's talk a little bit about our, sexy doctor dr culber right uh-huh. uh and and a very interesting conversation with uh the director i don't know what his name is Cronen- david cronenberg uh i just know him as that i don't know what his name is kovix or whatever kovic i don't know kovic yes kovic uh so what are your thoughts on that and uh yeah i mean this was out of the three, probably my favorite storyline, even though it got the least screen time. Yeah. Because it was very real, you know? It right. was it was actually very insightful to Culber's psyche. And I really like that, you know, um, that we, similar to Burnham, for different reasons, he has a savior complex. And I love that Kovic, in like literally the five, six minutes that they had this conversation, he was able to pinpoint like why he he suffers from this and throwback, you know, like throwback to season two, you know, he came back from the dead and right. he's still processing that. And I love that they are bringing it back to that experience and that, survivor's guilt, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah and I thought yeah, that was really absolutely. interesting because the thing is out of three storylines, this was like the deepest. Yes. And it really dives into why Stamets, why I'm not why Culber, sorry, why Culber is doing what he's doing. Um yes. but helping him to realize that and also to realize that he needs to take care of himself, you know, um right. and kind of like self-care. And I actually yeah really like that a lot. Um where self-care and also getting himself some help. Right. In some, some way. I think it, self-care is one aspect of it, but I think that he really needs some help as well. And uh, yeah, no, I thought the, the conversation, I, I like the dynamic between the two. They've obviously mm-hmm. had several scenes in season three. We learn about the time travel, time war or whatever uh, that happened uh, when they talk about it. Uh, but the Temple like- Cold War. Hello, Enterprise throwback. The what? The Temporal Cold War. Oh, the Temporal Cold War. Right, right, right. Thank Hello. you. Sorry, I had Time War is from another... Um, from what? <laughs> from Doctor Who? Who? Doctor Who and, you know, another literary book series that I watch. Uh, uh, read. Sign. I don't watch. Read. Uh, but, you know, my favorite part of this storyline and, you know, I, I, I really love the, what I would call intimate scenes with uh, Stamets and Culber, where they're doing something very normal, 
we haven't gotten the thing is we haven't gotten much of that we, we haven't have gotten not, much of them that, just having like close scenes together yes i agree and very few and far between actually if you think about yeah. it yeah yeah i mean well we've said in the past that they need a vacation they need a family vacation really yeah uh but it was really you know these are the scenes that really mean a lot to me uh these are the scenes where it makes it it reflects uh my life and and who i am as a you know as a as a gay man and in a relationship i you know i think that these are the scenes this brings me back to the very first scene that we had of the two of them brushing their teeth like these are very normal things that couples do and guess what gay couples do them too and it's just mm -hmm. i love seeing that i love the normal normalization of it um and i i like that i like that and i hope that other people see this as as uh important parts of, of this show so you know yes we only get these small snippets but i cannot emphasize how important they are and how meaningful they are to me and and i hope that and at some point in the future, I get to ask them about this and talk to them about this because this is uh, this is this is something that means a lot to me, and, and probably why we do this podcast too. Um, so yeah, so I, I that was by far my favorite scene in this whole episode, mm -hmm. um, besides the one with Kovic and, and Culber. But I I think that I agree that this was my my favorite storyline. I mean, the others are a retrope and a bully. Um, so clearly, you know, I, I would rather have seen a whole hour of of this stuff rather than some of the and and maybe some Reese thrown in there as well. And then we would have had a, you know, an, a stellar episode, in my opinion, but sure. Uh, but I'm not a writer on the show, so I can't I can't uh, I can't no input. I have no input at all. Alex Kurtzman, please call me. Michelle Paradise, my phone number is. <laughs> um, no, so uh, yeah, so the, definitely that was the the for me the most meaningful aspect of this episode, uh, and I and I hope that we get some more of that because I I like I like how they're helping each other unpack what is going on. Yeah. Uh, yes, I agree. I mean, the the emotional scenes between, or the intimate scenes rather, between Stamets and Culver, you know, even though I have not personally gone through that or experienced it, I still, I still like it. You know, I still like those moments because they're just like normal, you know, and they can talk about things. Right. And yeah, I feel that they've been kind of just working on like different paths. You know, they've been kind of on their own individual journeys um so it's too bad that we haven't gotten more of this um do like domestic these kind of domestic moments as it were you know between them yeah i think um you know in some ways i'm looking forward to the more episodic nature of strange new worlds and i wish that we had some I wish that would translate to discovery maybe in season five or something where we just kind of do more of an episodic adventure in the, in the new Federation or however this season rolls out. But, um, 
was that Mariah Carey? Like, <laughs> no, that was not. No, it was. Uh, sorry, I set alarms throughout the day to remind me of the time. Oh, okay. pay attention. Um, so yeah, I, um, it, no. yeah, it's, it sounded like the beginning of um, "Oh, I Want for Christmas." Yes, I know. I know. When you said Mariah Carey, I was like, I, I was like, I'm ready for it. If you want to play it during the podcast, <laughs> no, <laughs> we would, we would not. We we would be uh, stung by some D, uh, some. Some what legal. is it dcma uh, or oh, I, takedown I, I, I or whatever um but anyway uh what, what were we talking about uh, mariah carey <laughs> <laughs> um i think we were we were just still talking about samson culver but I've, I've lost my train of thought oh so you know i think i think what i'm looking forward to in strange new worlds is more of these these type scenes which actually would happen i hope more often in an episodic nature whereas we don't have this big overlapping dma that's sort of taking over the whole season you know i think that that's that's where this all kind of plays out and whatnot so um but those are yeah that's a lot of thoughts on this episode of of uh discovery the examples um why don't we take a moment to talk about our sponsor? Fansets? Fansets. Why are you why are you like pausing? Because <laughs> you're on mute and I'm like, what is he doing? I'm what listening you? to you. I'm I was multitasking. I was multitasking. I I realized that. I you know, this is a two-person podcast. We're interactive here. Sorry, I'm like checking a work thing. Yes, I know. Yes, yes. Um, work, work never is very far away, and I, I hear my puppy whining in the distance. So, what does uh, he want? I, I don't know. I, I just hear whining. He doesn't speak English, so it's not like I can translate whining into, uh, into needs or wants. So, um, anyway, um. I'm hoping Dennis will be home shortly to to entertain him for the last few minutes of this. But anyway, getting back to our sponsor, Fansets, which is uh, the exclusive sponsor of Deep Space Pride and the Trek Geeks Podcast Network. Uh, so I think they've they've released the last of their pins for the year, and uh, it's a great time to pick up some. Well, it's too late to to have uh christmas it's not gonna, it's not gonna arrive in time for christmas if it's that's not gonna arrive in time for christmas but uh definitely you can, you can buy a gift card probably in time for christmas oh yeah absolutely you could definitely buy your favorite fan a fan sets gift card and um although i don't think it'll be discounted with our discount code but no. uh but there are a ton of pins that your favorite star trek fan or scooby-doo fan or batman fan or dc fan uh or harry potter fan could buy and it's a great way to support a excellent small business uh lou and john and the whole team are just great and so definitely go over to fansets.com order a bunch of pins that will arrive after Christmas, but still in time for plenty of gift giving. And if you use the code DS pride, all in caps, you'll get all 10% caps. off your order, probably not off of gift cards. No. And uh, you'll, if you spend more than $30, you'll get free shipping in the U S 
And we want to thank Fansets for being our exclusive sponsor and supporting the Truck Geeks Podcast Network. Thanks, Fansets. I feel you have a lot going on in your apartment. Is Dennis back? No, but no, his, uh, oh, his is whining. I can hear him. Yes, oh. you can hear hear him. His whines and his barking now. So we are. Um, we still. I thought we were going to do off topic. Oh, we sort of covered that at the top. Do you want to talk a little bit more about it? It's fine. I feel like we. I I could talk about the expanse for like an hour. Oh yeah. Well. You know, it's only episode two, so I know. we do. What does he want? <laughs> Hold on a moment. We'll be right back. Oh, my God. So, yeah. So, Hamish is now joining us on the podcast because he was whining and felt all alone. Oh. And he's licking the mic now. That That's great. That's disgusting. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I mean... We only have two episodes of Expanse. We there's, we should wait and talk more about it. I know. Is this, it, the Expanse is like such a better show. I'm sorry. The Expanse is like such a better show than Discovery. Like obviously, <laughs> obviously we're here to talk about Discovery. We're Star Trek fans, but sometimes I was like, oh my god, like the the acting, the plot, the the pacing. It's just like so good. I I just like. And I'm like, why can't Star Trek be better sometimes? Like, it makes me angry. Like, sometimes it can be really good. And sometimes it's like, oh, my God, we get an episode like this where it's like two out of three plot lines. It's like, they're just all right. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like, I mean, with, you know, whatever. with the Expanse, we do get some exploration of the additional cast and crew of of the Rociante. Of a lot the, of characters. That yeah. And talk yeah. Honestly. So, and yeah, everyone's like very three dimensional. And it's like yes. very, very complicated. Yeah. Um, I yeah, love, which, I love Philip's storyline. You can see how conflicted he is. Like he's lashing out, obviously. Um, and Marco is like, you can see how Marco's struggling to deal with Philip. I love it. It's like you know, like all that shit. Yeah, um, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of drama that is um, really complex. It's, it's really not, complex. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, I'm like, does Discovery want me to cry again this episode? I'm just like, whatever. No, we all we love Star Trek. We love to complain about it. We also love it. So it's fine. Yeah, I mean, I don't you know, I think that the you know, this episode of Discovery wasn't perfect by any means. Uh, Yeah, I think. You know, it, it wasn't it wasn't complex in a good way, and and I you know, I really your your comment about this is, you know, being directed to feel a certain way about something is interesting. I'm going to have to really think more about that. But, you know, what is the emotion that discovery is trying to make you feel? Um, no, it's a thing. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah. No, it's, uh, you know, and I'd rather, like I said, I'd rather feel that about refugees. I think that that's an important um peace but uh yeah i mean we've said a lot about the episode but um but uh but but uh you know the expanse is is a very complex show it's you know it's got you know we've got earth we've got um we've got the bars we've got got (laughs) we still have yet to discover what is happening at the ring at the ring gates yes i know uh as we uh, as we i assume that that at the end of last season, that Martian vessel that went through the ring was dissolved. Right. 
Yeah, we haven't gotten a lot when it comes to the aliens that kill the Ringmakers. Like, that's been teased a lot. Yeah. Like, the, the red Orby energy aliens. Yeah. But we have yet only, and there are only eight episodes left. And I'm like, are we going to really get this, you know? So, I mean, obviously, at the yeah. end of the day, I think it's one of those shows where ultimately the conflict is, it's within hum- humanity, right? It's about humanity, humanity. yeah. It's right. not about the aliens, right? I get it. But I still kind of want to know, like, you know, the mystery of the pro molecule and like everything like that. So, yeah, I think that that's, yeah. Uh, and I can't really tell. What do you think? Do you think that Philip thinks that his father is going too far? Is he like, where do you, what do you, what do you source Philip's uh, kind of attitude and, you know, yeah, I guess, I guess uh, that would be that or like, you know, just regret over what they're doing. Um, and maybe Naomi's words to him last season, like kind of stuck, like struck deeper than we saw, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's a combination of all those things. Um, and then also kind of being like the hero's son, right? Like right, yeah, having this pressure to live up to his father's expectations, like... You want right. to mix all that in there. It's very complicated. Yeah. No, definitely. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. I'm anxious to see what kind of happens with the two of them. And uh, yeah, I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see what happens there. And, and, uh, and yes. And I love, honestly, the action on not, not to delve into expanse because we already, this episode, this, we're finished this podcast episode, but the action on the expanse is, so good i i don't i don't know it, it's just like they do such a good job with these action scenes and i don't need like flying rocks or like vents that spew fire you know what i mean like it's just like i just don't yeah. need that like and it's like well, so, when they so boarded well the asia dragon right that was that was uh, intense that yeah. was intense and and you really get the sense that you know space is dangerous Right. That, uh, you know, the chase scene is is pretty intense. It's well done. Uh, yeah, it's very well really done. really well done. The the shifts in, in how quickly ships can change direction, which seems really large, but it's really like just a, uh, you know, a, a you know, a, a little skirt. You know, I, I don't even know. I don't even know how to describe the the engines on these ships, but. The drives, um, I don't. The drives, like, but also I've seen, not, I've seen drives. There you go. There you go. Um, yeah. So I thought that that and the boarding of that ship was just amazing, and yeah, how they've they've uncovered the whole rock plan. So that's asteroid. all asteroid plan. So rocks, yes. <laughs> English. I mean, you know. So um, I think that that's good, but. Um, yeah, it's just it is a really great show, and so good. Uh, you know, it, it's definitely. Uh, I'm. I can't wait to see what happens next. Yeah, love it. Anyway, and, and I love Bobby too. So, oh my god, I love Bobby. I love. But, Bobby. but our but our dear Rosianti crew is uh, definitely experiencing some some wear uh, and tear. Some wear and tear. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. So. Um, yeah, Aww. I mean, Hamish is cute right now. Yes, he's, uh, he's needy. 
He is needy. I don't know why. Um, well, I mean, he's feeling better, I think. So I'll take it. Yeah, at um, least it's not spraying poop everywhere. He never sprayed poop anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> That's what diarrhea is, though. It's like yeah, but poop. it's it's for a dog, it's more controlled. I mean, it's just a mess. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. Uh, anything else you're really looking forward to, like from an off topic? perspective i mean i'm really looking forward to boba fett oh uh, i've been watching wheel of time the finale oh. is this friday oh that's the other show i've been watching too i watched it i i i am enjoying that okay it, it started I, a little bit slow but now i'm kind of really into it yeah no um yeah i did i agree it started slow but then i sort of like you you kind of get pulled into the next episode and mm -hmm, mm -hmm. well the first episode sort of stands alone and then which is you know the I guess could be considered the pilot, but intro. Um, you know, once you're into the second episode, you kind of like you're kind of dragged along after that point. Yeah, but, uh, and you know, it's an interesting uh, difference to. In fact, I was I had to I have to keep the world of The Witcher and Wheel of Time. Oh God, <laughs> they're so they're similar, and you're like, is this the one where you know this and this oh, happens? Like it, yeah. they are um, both intense fantasy uh you know um storylines so it's just um oh what what <laughs> why is it why is it pawing you oh he put his paw on top of my arm oh yes. that's cute yes that's cute i know oh, he wants attention he does want attention so yeah so I I am uh, so the what oh we finally uh, so my big question I almost googled it I was like what is the blight, um oh and yeah finally, they don't really go into it that much it's basically just evil yeah evil as evil has touched nature and it's not yeah. good it's not it's not so, it's not great it's yeah, suboptimal um so I was literally about to to Google the blight and then we see it at the end of the the latest episode and i was like oh okay that's i guess that explains it sort of but it looked like yeah sometimes it don't like really, the, it's like the witcher where sometimes they kind of just throw these terms at you yeah and then they never explain it they kind of just yeah and i didn't go with it yeah i mean so yeah i'm i'm definitely enjoying so oh this week's is, is the finale man another yeah, it's only eight episodes yeah. Yeah. So is The Witcher, by the way. So is The Witcher. So, yeah. Um, these shorter seasons, thanks to COVID, are um, thanks COVID for the you know. Let me send my heart and heartfelt feelings to you, COVID, for shortening all of our. Wait, how how many shows. episodes was The uh, Witcher season one? Ten. Oh, it was ten. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. So okay. this one is eight, and. Uh, mm -hmm. And they released a preview for a Witcher preview. Yeah, pre Blood uh, Origin or something yeah, with Michelle Yeoh. Yes. I mean, I'm all about seeing Michelle Yeoh. So that's yes, totally fine. Michelle Yeoh being a badass, um, basically. Yeah. She's an elf. So, as an elf, right. Yeah, yeah. So probably this is why she couldn't do uh, Section 31. Oh, yeah. I'm sure that's the reason. <laughs> God. Um, but yeah. So that show was like on ice. I mean, who knows? I mean, yeah. No yeah. They, I mean, um, it's still mentioned in the annals of shows that they're working on. That's it's a list. It's on the list. Um, but yeah, so there's that. Uh, 
yeah it's yeah season two it's really good i can't say anything about it but oh my god okay yes i'm gonna watch it next week and then we can talk about it but will, we are not say, gonna will... be talking about it next week because we are taking a break oh that's right thanks great that's a great segue into the final part of our episode i'm trying here. to wrap this up now <laughs> now you. i'm kind of like i'm done but yes uh we will not be recording next week um happy holidays and happy new year oh my god to everyone yeah happy because new by year the time we everyone. come back it's gonna be 2022 yes crazy crazy uh which means we will have been podcasting for two years <laughs> not two full years but no. we started in 2020 we've we started middle of 2020 yes wow so, so don't yeah. watch out for a new episode from us next week in the meantime, if you want to reach out to us, I'm trying to segue out of the episode. Yes, good job. Go for yes, it. Go, go. go. Um, if you want to reach out to us, you can reach us on social, on Twitter and Instagram at DeepSpacePride, or you can email us at DeepSpacePride at gmail.com. Great. And yeah, that's it. All right. Well, everyone, have a safe, be safe out there. And, um, um, and uh, Hamish dashed off as Dennis came home. So um, have a safe and happy holiday season. And we will see you back here in 2022. Bye, everyone. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Bye. Deep Space Pride is a production of Coconut Media Works. Executive producers Bill Smith and Dan Davidson. For more great Star Trek discussion, discover the other shows of the Trek Geeks podcast network at trekgeeks.com or find us in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app.